Among the many different spots on Michigan State University's campus, the W.J. Beale Botanical Garden stands out as a beautiful and educational space for students and community members alike. The sheer variety of flora solidifies Beale as a must-see on many Michigan travel blogs. Established in 1873, the Beale Botanical Garden is the oldest continuously operated university botanical garden in the United States and illuminates the interconnectedness between people, plants, and place reads the garden's official website. According to Pure Michigan, the garden bolsters over 5,000 different species of plant life, further earning it a place on the Michigan State Register of Historic Places. Beale is nestled beside the MSU Library and across from the College of Music. Admission is free and the garden never closes, allowing anyone to enjoy it year-round. On September 13th, Beale Botanical Garden celebrated its 150th year of operation. Readers may find a more extensive timeline of Beale's history on its website, but here's a quick recap to catch you up to speed. Professor William James Beale was hired as a botany and horticulture professor at the Michigan State Agricultural College in 1870. Shortly after his arrival, he began to advocate for the establishment of a botanical garden on campus. In response to Beale's request, the first campus garden was created in 1873 in an area called Sleepy Hollow between what is now Beaumont Tower and the Music Practice Building. At the time, it included 140 species of forage grasses and clovers. It served as the beginnings of what East Lansing residents know as Beale Botanical Garden, seeing that it would merge with the official botanical garden that was planted four years later. In 1877, a wild garden was planted along a ravine stretching southeast. It featured herbaceous dicotyledons, weeds, a pond, and a strip for a bog. This is what Beale labeled as the Botanic Garden. A year after its formal commencement, the Botanical Garden was gifted its first non-native plants from Harvard University. As biodiversity within the garden grew, Beale also utilized the expanse for seed vitality experiments and other such teaching opportunities. Even today, the garden serves as both an educational space and a method to combat the loss of local plant life. Beale continued to champion sustainability throughout his years as an MSU professor and instigated the first state forestry convention in 1888, leading to the creation of the first comprehensive state forestry policy. Five years later, Professor Beale, accompanied by staff in the Department of Botany and Forestry, participated in the World's Columbian Exposition, representing the Botanical Garden. This marked a turning point for the garden's worldwide presence, garnering it attention and leading to its later participation in the International Seed Exchange Program in 1954. Professor Beale retired at the age of 77 and died peacefully at 91. In 1924, the State Board of Agriculture renamed the garden to W.J. Beale Botanical Garden in honor of its founder. In 1955, the American Society of Horticultural Science named Beale Botanical Garden as the finest teaching facility in the country, emphasizing its great historical importance to both MSU campus and the world. Overall, the garden remains a place of hands-on learning opportunities, experimental studies, and a host of impactful summits, such as the Midwest Regional Meeting of the American Association of Botanical Gardens and Arboretum. In order to commemorate Beale's history, as well as the 150-year milestone, members of the MSU and Lansing community were invited to visit the garden on Wednesday, September 13th from 3 to 7 p.m. and engage in events throughout the day. Festivities were presented to attendees, including outdoor games, ticket raffles, and fresh blueberry lavender ice cream. 
The event attracted many families, community members, and descendants of alumni alike, exposing many young children to Beale's academic prospects. Other activities featured throughout the day involved a few artistic showcases, such as a saxophone quartet presentation, a performance by string players representing the College of Music, and monologues reenacted by Master of Fine Arts graduate students Christopher Eastlin and Mona Eldershury. Is remaining important? Is tenacity enough? Is there something to learn from staying in one place for so long, or is it better to move and change and shift? Asked Eastland, reciting a script written by Rob Rosnowski from the perspective of W.J. Beale. And these questions and many more are still being asked, and while we change and shift and become unmoored in our daily lives, the seeds remain, this experiment remains, my garden remains. So while the speech from the last actor playing Dr. Beale was about how the garden remains, it is also undergoing some changes. Said Aldershuri in a similar monologue written to represent interviews from MSU horticultural students. So many students don't know about the street and that is going to change. We don't want to lose our oasis, but other Spartans need to find sanctuary here. Expanding our oasis is part of the Nurture Your Roots campaign. That oasis is part of the rewilding of the garden. The Nurture Your Roots campaign consists of different rooting stations throughout the garden, which offer ways to connect with nature. This includes meditation, tours, and zone-specific music. While the event served as a celebration of Beale's history, it also provided a platform for the garden's partners to engage with the community and share their messages. A procession of tables with different organizations were spread throughout the garden, including the MSU Herbarium, Environmental Studies and Sustainability United, MSU Museum, MSU Forestry, MSU Recycling, and MSU Bughouse. These organizations work hand-in-hand -hand with Beale Botanical Garden. MSU Forestry Chairperson Richard Kobe explained how the institution relies on access to the garden for its initiatives. Some of the, the really critical things is the, the resources that Beale offers in terms of plant specimens and tree specimens and also the, the Campus Arboretum. And the Campus Ar Arboretum we really use extensively for teaching. And one of the fundamental things in forestry is for our students to be able to identify different tree species. And having that resource of the Beale Gardens and the Campus Arboretum is critical educational infrastructure. Kobe described the deep-rooted connection MSU Forestry has created between itself and students. A lot of our work is um, community-based, and if you, you know, we have a poster here on MSU Forestry, and these are our kind of our focal areas, or what we're calling our leadership pillars, and one of them is creating green resilience in communities. And so students in who are taking the urban and community forestry minor are often involved in projects in cities and towns where they're uh, providing expertise to develop uh, urban forest management plans. Similarly, Matthew Chancellor, collection assistant for the MSU Herbarium, recounted hands-on research that Beale Botanical Garden enabled him to conduct. This is a specimen that I collected. Um, and it is, the species is mothmelon, so verbascum blateria, and um, this grew from a seed that was buried underground for 142 years by Beale himself. 
So Beal was really interested in agriculture and biodiversity and forestry. And one thing that he wanted to know more about was weed seed viability. So that's obviously really important for farmers. Like how long do weed seeds stay viable in the soil, right? Um, and so what he did was gathered up several, uh, I can't remember the exact number. It was like 23 different species of weeds, uh, mixed all their seeds up and then distributed them in these jars of sand. Um, and then buried them on campus in a secret location. So at first they were gonna open up a new jar every five years and then they were like, well, let's extend the duration. So it was every 10 years. And then finally they settled on opening a new jar every 20 years. And so the, there was one that was opened in 2001 and they collected a few specimens from it. And then they opened another jar in summer 2021 and that's what this specimen is from. Um, so this specimen, as I said, grew from a seed that was 142 years old. There's something special about moth mullein. We don't know exactly why the seeds have such good longevity. So yeah, I collected this on May 20th, 2022. So they grew it in cool the greenhouses. They, they grew this specimen in the greenhouses and then I harvested it. Beale's experiments allow people like Chancellor to watch the scientific process unfold in real time. The, the paper associated with the specimens got submitted like three hours ago. The garden is highly impactful to its living and learning communities and continues to evolve to become the most effective facility for those interested in nature. Frank Talewski, former director of Beale Botanical Garden and retired MSU plant biology professor, visited the celebration on Wednesday. He talked about the changes that Beale has gone through since his retirement and encouraged its evolution. Well, it's, it's, it's evolved, it's changed dramatically. Yes. When Professor Beale first started the garden, the very first part of the garden was actually across the way over what we call Sleepy Hollow today. And he set that up as, as actual plots of, of different types of grasses and, and, and forage plants. And the main thing actually is that's kind of the birthplace of turf grass here at MSU. So I mean, that's really kind of an exciting aspect in and of itself. And he's expanded the garden. He expanded the gardens south across uh, uh, West Circle Drive into where we are standing today, into, the, into what we consider the Beale Botanical Garden. And when he started it out, uh, he started it out with large beds and very little turf grass. And each bed represented a, a plant family. And so he was very interested in using the garden as a living laboratory, as he referred to it, uh, for teaching systematics and uh, plant, uh, plant relationships. And so he used the existing systematic uh, system at the time to arrange the garden. And the garden stayed that way pretty much up until the 1920s, uh, 1930s. Tuluski spoke about controversies surrounding organization between faculty members leading to a period of disarray until the induction of President Hanna. President Hanna, uh, having been a graduate of MSU and having been in the agricultural department, uh, was very interested in seeing the rebirth of the botanical garden. And so that's when he created Campus Park and Planning and put the Beale Botanical Garden in Campus Park and Planning, uh, Campus Park and Planning but maintaining a, a connection and connectivity to the Department of Botany at the time. And so um, the garden was reorganized into how we see it today with its, its two major collection beds. The systematic section, which again is, replicates uh, uh, what Professor Beale was trying to have the garden represent back in the, in the 18, 1890s, early 1900s. 
And then this section that we're standing in right now is the, is the economic section. And so all plants that have a very important economic value and economic usage. The garden has maintained this layout since Hannah's decision in the 1950s. The garden is a, is a, is a living structure. I mean, it's just, just like the plants in the garden, the garden is alive and it evolves and it changes over time. At 5 p.m., current director of Beale Botanical Garden, Alan Prather, addressed event attendees and made a speech about Beale's core message, the interconnectedness of people, plants, and place. During the speech, he took the time to thank faculty members, volunteers, and the descendants of W.J. Beale for their contributions to maintaining the space. He then reminded people of the immense educational opportunities available through the garden and the accessibility of research. Finally, Prather closed out his speech by advocating for campus camaraderie and connectivity to nature. He then welcomed interim president Teresa Woodruff to comment on the celebration. Woodruff said that she anticipates 150 years more of the garden's operation, congratulating the Living Library for sharing knowledge freely to the community. In collaboration with Prather, Beale Associates, and W.J. Beale's family members, Woodruff planted a commemorative tree for the 150th anniversary. Students were invited to shovel dirt onto the tree in order to involve themselves in the planting. Later, raffle winners were announced and the event closed out with an orchestral performance by the College of Music. Beale offers a variety of strategies to promote sustainability and improve the quality of natural spaces in Michigan. Because of this, the legacy of W.J. Beale has stood strong for 150 years. As mentioned by Prather during his speech, Beale strives to eliminate invasive species of plants and insects from MSU campus in the local area. Right now, you can participate in the effort to restore one of MSU's most famous landmarks, the Red Cedar. Beale Botanical Garden's Red Cedar Restoration Project is an expansion of their environmental programming, which aims to ramp up educational programs, restore the native habitat along the Red Cedar, and eliminate invasive species in campus natural areas. For more information, check out Beale's website.